For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, We're here with Reverend Kurt Cooper um, from Trinity Presbyterian Church in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, We've talked about uh, some of the best things you've done in ministry, and then yesterday we talked about some uh, some of the biggest mistakes you've made. Now... um, what we want to ask today is what's an encouraging truth that you reflect upon to give you proper perspective in youth ministry? We know that any type of ministry is going to be difficult. It's going to be discouraging at times. Um, so what's what's a truth or maybe a few truths that you reflect on um, to give you encouragement and perspective in youth ministry? Uh, well, I have two things that I have to remind myself all the time. The first one is that all my children, all my students, they're smarter than me, every one of them, Okay. Like I did geometry, whatever grade I did geometry in, they did it three grades earlier. So whatever ACT score I made, they all make a better score than me on the ACT. Um, they, like, I'm not exaggerating. They really all do. And they're all, they're all smarter than me. But none of them are wiser than me. No, they, they're smarter, they're more athletic, you know, they're probably peak attractiveness level. Like they're just, you know, all the things like, you know, you know, all the things that like come with youth, that come along with youth, um, they have all of that going for them. Okay, but they're not wise. They're experience poor. They're experience experientially. They're they're in poverty, and I have to remind myself of that. And that relates to this, which is that these students are not finished products yet, and it can be very frustrating when students do dumb things or say hurtful things or make big mistakes. To think, oh man, there's just no hope for this kid. He's never going to get it together or whatever. But I'm sure that the youth minister 20 or 30 years ago was saying that about some of the people that are sitting on our session now. Um, you don't, you know, the people that are on that are sitting on Trinity session are godly men. Um, they're they're people who know the scriptures and help lead our church. But I don't know if they were really godly men and really leading the church at 16. All right, they were probably kind of being dumb idiots like a lot of 16 year olds are and you know and doing foolish things and making mistakes and God had to work through that and it's very frustrating sometimes to think oh I can think to myself if you don't see that immediate fruit from them to think oh are we doing anything are we making a difference but I always have to remind myself that these kids are not finished products at 16 17 18 that God's got a lot of time to work on them you know in their life and to mature them and you know, they're going to be a different person two years into college than they were even, you know, when they when they went to college. And then they're going to grow up and get married and, you know, hopefully have families. And, and they're going to be a different person than they were even when they were in college. So, you know, the Lord has an opportunity to work on people. They're not finished products. You know, the REF minister is going to get all the credit for <laughs> their spiritual development. And you're going to get none of it. Okay. So let me discourage you for a moment. They're going to ask him to do his wedding. They're going to come home from college and be like, hey. I just heard about justification by faith alone. I'd never heard that before. And you're going to want to, you know. Slap them across the face. Oh, I was going to go more than that, but that's okay. The, uh, my mind went to more violent, you know. I had weapons in my hands. Yeah, the, uh, 
had a I had a claymore in my hand at that point, but uh, the sword, not the uh, the mine. Anyway, um, I just realized that's that? yeah. that's two different kind of weapons. But uh, you know, but you the the best thing about this is they're so smart, they're so athletic. You know, they you know it's not, they're so hip. They know what's cool, and you don't, and all that. Even the word hip. Yeah, even the word hip, yeah. And the hip, the word hip is for people who are about to break their hip. So <laughs> that's, but they're, they're just so like tied in and keyed into what is good and cool, all right? But they're also the most insecure that they'll ever be, all right? Um, they're the most unsure of the world around them and they have the most questions. And our role as a youth minister is we get to walk alongside people when they're at the most awkward they're ever going to be. They're most immature, the most just, you know, just think of a 13-year-old boy or a 12-year-old girl, you know, and just how awkward and silly and they just don't have anything figured out or so much not figured out. And we get to walk alongside them and they're not going to be finished products when we're done with them, right? But we get to we get to love them when it's the hardest to love them, you know? Yeah. And so you're saying... I mean, an encouraging truth for you is knowing, okay, they may be smarter than, than you, yeah. but you're wiser. Just yeah. a follow-up question. Do you tell them that? Do you tell yes. your students? Yes, I say it to them all the time. I say, I tell them, I do, I want them to know that I'm impressed with them. So I tell them, I'm like, you guys are smart, and you guys are doing stuff that I couldn't do. I said, but here's the deal. And someone told me this once, and it was eye-opening for me. When I first got out of seminary, um, our, our senior pastor's son at the first church I was called to, um, uh, when I first got seminary sorry somebody just walked in the room yeah someone just walked into the room we had to like wave them out they're going to wonder what in the world we're doing it's a high school student so they're probably like they have microphones what's going on here probably they are they probably know what to talk about they probably have their own podcast so, they're so smart yeah they walked over and like they were like hey Twitch you know hey, hey what's going on YouTube hit that like and subscribe button alright so uh so you tell them all the time you're impressed. Yes, with I do, and because someone t- someone told me when I when I first got a seminary, they said my senior pastor's son said after I got ordained, um, he was like, "Congratulations on getting ordained," and um, he said, "Now you can do, now you can do um, everything that my dad can do." Like I was ordained, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." He goes, "But the big difference is." is that you just started and he's been doing it for years. So you got a lot of growing to do. I was like, thanks, kid. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, it, it, it was like kind of like gut-wrenching and also true at the same time. And I, But I want to tell him, hey, I'm impressed with you. Like what you can do, I cannot do. But you have not lived a lot of life. You're still living with your parents. You haven't paid a bill or a mortgage or a rent or a car payment. Like you have got a lot there's a lot that's out in front of you and you can do really well at school and you can be really athletic and do sports. And the, I'm, I'm honest with him. I'm like, listen, in four or five years, no one's going to care about any of that. Like none of that's going to be, that's foundational stuff that you might be able to use some principles that are learned there later on. So there's like no, not, there's not no value in it. It's not valueless, but at the same time, what you're pinning your, like what is really important to you right now is going to change. And that's that's the advantage that I have. I'm like uh, I'm like a sheepdog. The sheep think the sheepdog is just another sheep because they're dumb. You know what I mean? But the sheepdog is smarter and wiser, um, particularly wiser, and he knows where to go. And 
that's what a youth minister is what a parent does is like look I've lived life I know like some things I've experienced some things that you haven't experienced yet but I do tell them I tell them that they need to know that I also tell them that being an adult is way better than being a kid because um, I think the world tells them this is the best time of your life and so you better enjoy it because you know whatever I just think that's a bad message I think it's really fun being a dad I mean it's a different kind of fun you know changing diapers is not you know like snapchatting but, <laughs> but I think that goes along with what you're saying yeah wisdom you yeah. know wisdom tells you what's truly fun and what's not and of yeah. course changing a diaper is very laborious and frustrating and comes at the wrong moments but mm-hmm. you love your child and there's mm-hmm. just something incredibly special about being you know, a parent yeah so that makes sense for sure and I had way more fun taking my taking my son to Disney World than I ever had going as a kid mm-hmm. yeah um, way more fun and so you know there's something there Anyway, wisdom. I think that's encouraging. Kids are not finished products. To kind of sum it up, I guess. Great, yeah. That's good. Anything else you want to add to that? Didn't you say you had two? Or am I thinking of... I think those are the same thing. One, that I'm wise within my kids, and then also that they're not finished products. Don't get frustrated if it's not really working out, if they don't seem to be getting it. They might need to go to college and live on their own and make some mistakes for a minute and have an REF minister or Campus Crusade guy come to them and be like, you know, ask the questions that you're asking. They just weren't ready to hear it yet. So you should just keep asking. You should be faithful in your ministry. But just understand that for some people, you're just the first link in their chain, right? You're not the last one or like, you know, you're not the fifth one. You're the first. So you should be encouraged in that. Yeah, that's really good, Kurt. And as you're saying all that, I'm I'm thinking of just resources. We constantly want to tell people Mm -hmm. about good resources. But Dr. Walt Mueller is the president for Center for Parent Youth Understanding. He wrote a book called The Space Between. Yeah. And it might be, I don't know, 130 pages. It's not it's not a very long book, mm-hmm. but I remember that I read that at the right time in youth ministry because I was getting frustrated with students. Mm-hmm. And it's just all about their developmental process. And it just reminded me to be patient with them and that these teenagers, like you said, mm-hmm. and their frontal lobe is still de- yeah. developing <laughs> and all that. And so it was just it was a very encouraging resource. And I, I've given that to parents as well. Um, the space between you. It's a book by Walt Mueller. It's also a Dave Matthews. Yeah. Song, so <laughs> yep. it's awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kurt.